anyway, I like I like you know bringing people around to my way of thinking. That's it. Your, your ways of evil, Todd. Yes, you know what? I'm good in many areas. I just want this one, man. I think you got this one. Good. I'm glad. So we were just doing the show notes for the comic book show. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be listening to these shows in the correct listening order. As a $5 Patreon here on the anniversary episode of uh, 275 of Longbox Heroes After Dark. Ooh. We're not even going to charge extra for the extra pages, right? Right. And hey, listen, I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and say I thought uh this past week's previewing the past was the best one we've done so far of the three. I think we kind of have a rhythm down now. Yeah. And a, a system and because that one thing, you know, that we were worried about the pages being, you know, uh out scattered throughout the book, they weren't there and we were able to just go page by page and, you know, skip whole pages if we need be and we kind of know where we're going and I actually got a couple of people who told me that uh that it was act they actually enjoyed it. So I was like, you know what? I think we're, you know, I think we're on our way now with this one. Only what? Like uh 20 more months to go. Uh, 21 months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, dollar people, you get it in two weeks, $5 people, you already got it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, and obviously I, I think we went into it thinking like, oh, it's kind of lean and kind of slim pickings here, but, uh, it's, it's the journey, right? You know, right. The, the, the first, you know, one or two signposts on your, your journey aren't the most exciting, but they're going to lead you to those other attractions and so forths and things right like like we thought it was a lean like a a lean previous and then i got about halfway through it and i'm like i remember this new kids on the block (laughs) issue you know what i mean like this was a whole thing you know i'm thinking i might do it not this week but maybe next week only because well we'll see how i do but if i say it if i speak it into the ether then i have to do it right that's how that is Legally binding when you say it into a microphone. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to put it on After Dark. I may put it... The only thing is, I have to double check it. I have to spot check it to make sure that there's no swears, right? Right. Um, so, one of the, the wrestling shows that I listen to between the sheets, they do a Patreon show once a month. And what they'll do is, at the... Like, whenever their Patreon show comes out, whatever their next of the free show that comes out at the end of the episode, they're going to put like, they put like, oh, here's a clip of the show, right? Right. And I'm going to clip the rock and roll comics bit. That's fine, because I was awesome. Right. Um, that's one of the, because I'll, I'll message. They, they've done that before um, with the clips, and very rarely do my suggestions come up, but the one time my suggestion did come up, I'm like, ooh, clip this for the clip. They're like, oh, that's what we had. I'm like, perfect. But I'll be like, oh, put this one up on YouTube, you know, like kind of to share it with more people. It's a little bit longer of a clip. You can only put so much on Twitter or at the end of a show or if it was a particular part of the main show, which ranges anywhere from four to seven hours, which eats up like all of my Monday. (laughs) But I love it. It's wrestling, you know. I'll send them as like, oh, you got to clip this part and put this up and share this with the world because I think people, like, more people need to see it and, like, not as many people are going to go digging through, right? you know, whatever. But I think if we grab that rock and roll comics bit, we put that on at the end of the main show, 
and maybe like when the free version of After Dark goes up. Like I'm not gonna put it on the five dollar version of After Dark because they already got it. Right. That makes no sense. Preaching to the choir. Yeah, but it's a little extra work for me, but that's okay. I don't mind. You know what? I don't mind either, Joe, for right. some reason. Mr. Ringtone Maker himself. Oh, you want me to cut it out with the ringtone maker and dropbox it to you? No, you're all right. I could. I know. I just got to find where it is and it's... spot check it to make sure there's no swears and if there's any swears to clean them up, you know? Right. To put a bong in there, you know, like yeah. or something. But we, it's, so where I got to with this, when we got off the beaten track, was um, we were t- putting the, the notes together for the comic book show, which is a busy show this week. <laughs> right. But it, it's been a busy week for us in general because, you know, we recorded the preview show, but we also got together in real life to do the Simpsons trivia at mm-hmm. uh, Slurpy Noodle. What's the name of the yeah, place? Uh, Peculiar Slurp. Pe- yeah. Peculiar Slurp. Yep. Uh, so that was that was fun. Uh, you know, we, we kind of put it out on Twitter and everything else like that, but we won. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I, I appreciate anyone who said that they had no doubt. Uh, that we would win, but I had lots of doubts. I had doubts too, and I was told that uh, that it was all thrown on you and the summer use back, and me and the other guy did nothing. So, uh, I, well, again, I don't know who the hell would have said that because the only people there were me, you, uh, the bassist, and the summer me. Well, it may have been the bassist. <laughs> but uh, you, I, if we're gonna break things up mm-hmm. and like slice this pie up, you know. <laughs> Mm, donut i would say it was like 35 percent me 35 percent uh summer me and then what's that leave like 30 percent for you mm-hmm. uh i would say 29 percent me one percent matt okay well matt you know what i'll say you know, i was it was nice of you to give one of your percents to matt at right. most i would give him five like one to five is i think right where he fits in right well he had the five fingers on god too so that's true. That's true. So, so he did get one. Right. Uh, but yeah, I was I was um, surprised by some of the questions mm-hmm. that he led us into by saying that it's going to be like, as everyone likes to say, the good years. Yeah, two to ten. Yeah, but technically, you know, The Simpsons, you'll, you'll be the first one to say that the current uh, episodes of The Simpsons are good. But it's obviously a lot less frequent that they're good. I agree. I'm not saying that, you know, they're good. They're not, you know, the homie the clown good. But, like, I'll watch them occasionally. And I even stand by that, like, everybody goes 2 to 10. And I'm like, yes, 2 to 10 are great. But I'll even go to, like, sporadic 11 to 14. You know what I mean? Like, like 2 to 10 are pretty much every episode of a season is amazing. But when you get to, like, 11 to 14, like, there are some truly great, like, stuff in there, too. But it's petering out at that point. Yeah, and, and I think we've said this before, because even, like, 2 to 10, you know, mm-hmm. 2 to 4, you know, if there's 24 episodes in the season, you got 18 good ones. Right. And four okay, four to 6 okay ones. Mm-hmm. Not bad, just okay. Right. Lisa Cedric. <laughs> once you hit season five to like season eight, if you got twenty two episodes, you got twenty two home runs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's there's it's all it's all sizzle, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get to those later seasons and it's just like you still get good episodes. It's just, you know, you just went from three or four seasons in a row 
where it was 22 for 22, and then you go 18 to 22, that's still better than most other shows on TV. Yep. But yep. you're just not as good as your previous three to four seasons. Right. And then they got less and less as the seasons went on. Right. But they were still like over 500 mm-hmm. and still more than likely better than most any other sitcoms on TV. Right. I I totally agree. Yep. Uh, but I had fun. Um, I didn't like having to rush around and leaving my house on a school night. But, you know, here we are. Right. And then you had to go back and do something dumb. I forget what it was. But uh, we, you know, we had a good time. I wish, I honestly wish there was one in Wilkes-Barre later that day that was a comic book trivia. And I'm like, I really would have liked to have done that. That would have been fun too. But uh, I know that just didn't pan out. And even we were thinking about it, the, the three people that were left. And I was like, that's a quick run down to Wilkes-Barre. I don't think that's going to happen. So we ended up not doing it. But, uh, you know, I think we would have crushed that one too. Well, it didn't... Uh... The bases say that the one in Wilkes-Barre was being run by the competing trivia maven. Yes, it was. And uh, I was listening to a little bit back and forth between them. And, you know, whether it was a work or a shoot or it was, you know, you worked yourself into a shoot between the two of them or not. Right. So it was it was interesting. But I, don't know, I had fun, too. I'd like to do it again. Hopefully they'll do Simpsons trivia, you know, 2.0. And I got to eat a, a donut, so I was happy. And you got a skateboard. I did get a skateboard. For my kid. I don't I skate I, nor board, you know. Come I don't on. know. I'd like to see you do a triple doopy whoopy or whatever they are. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I could do the triple Lindy, and that's about it. <laughs> that's one of my favorite dives. That's right. I used to dive with a donkey on a Coney Island back in the day. Didn't you open for the diving whores? Right, that's what it was. I opened for the diving whores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, not the diving donkey. But um, I also went uh, other places this weekend. What? You went out more than once out of your house? I had super secret science work on that doesn't count. Saturday. Mm-hmm. Then I had to go get my kid at a birthday party. And then he had a little friend come over. Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And oh also, um the uh like all of all the all the water in our house, like uh washing machine, dishwasher, all that jazz, all drains into like a slop sink in the basement. Right. Well that was backing up. So I didn't do this myself. I'm not this inclined, uh, but I had to help my father uh snake the uh main drain of my home through the vent in my roof through the roof yes with a 50 foot snake why so okay you have a bird's nest in there or something no um it was apparently just enough of like i think the last time that he had to do this was maybe like five years ago Right, and it was just like you know, random shit that falls down the the sink, right? Right, you know, somebody doesn't clean their plate off all the way, or a little bit extra grease, you know, isn't rinsed out properly, or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. So it all just kind of came to a head this past Friday. So Saturday he goes and does this, and the pipe, the slop sink, goes to like a T, right? Right snaked it down into the slop sink as much as he could, but it wasn't bending, okay? Okay. It wasn't bending to the right. 
he needed to get it to that pipe in the right. Well, we have a vent pipe on our roof. So with my assistance, uh, my father got on the roof and snaked down through there. And it was one of those things where he's pushing the, and like he, as a former master plumber in his own right, he has a 50 foot snake for these sort of jobs, right? That he mm-hmm. might've, you know, walked away with as like a retirement <laughs> gift. When he gave it's up like business, right? Right. Like paper clips from an office or a 50 foot plumbing snake. Right. So we, you know, we're running things, we're doing all this other stuff. And as he's pushing this thing down, like you hear like a pop and then just like the water just like gets sucked down at like maximum velocity. Like right, we were right. outside and this was like inside and downstairs and that's how loud it was. Mm-hmm. It was like pulling pictures off the wall. Yeah. Um, so that was Saturday. And then Sunday we were out the door super early in the morning to take my son and my cousin, second cousin. It's like my cousin's kid, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know how that works. To the Legoland Discovery at the Plymouth Meeting Mall uh, down near Philly. Now, some fucking dope thought it was the King of Prussia Mall, so we we drove like an extra 20 minutes two ways Mm -hmm. to go to the wrong fucking mall in Philly. Right. Who was that dope? Was it me? Oh, no. Yes. I was fucking pissed at myself, man. I was like, what a fucking idiot, you know? Right. Um, I'm like, the website says it opens at 10. Why does the mall say it doesn't open until 11? And I'm looking around, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, motherfucker, we're at the wrong mall. So it was like, <laughs> you know, we had to get back on 276, and we get there. The kids didn't care, but I was pissed at myself for being so fucking stupid, right? Right. Uh, and at the Plymouth Meeting Mall, uh, they have a Dave and Buster's, which I had never been to in my entire life. I've never been to a Dave or a Buster's. Never right. mind a Dave and Buster's. Now, it wasn't until I saw print ads, um, I would say maybe about seven or eight years ago, I thought the place was called Damon Buster's, <laughs> not Dave and Buster's. Oh, okay. Right. So... Uh, We went, uh, from what I understand, they're building one in our neck of the woods by the, uh, actually near my super secret science job. Really? I haven't heard, I hadn't heard that. Allegedly. Let me, let me ask Google, because my cousin was mentioning this to me. Is it near that empty lot next to the, to the, what is the Longhorn Steakhouse? Possibly. Hmm, Possibly. Uh, it says, day, uh, this is j- literally just from four days ago. Okay. As we're recording. Right. It says, Dave and Buster's headed to music. <sighs> Narrowed down, it says, going to open up at these shops at Montage. Zoning board, two zoning variants, variances. Oh, the variances, my favorite. Yes, yes. Uh, da, 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 da. Plans show a 19,000 square foot venue. Uh, announced in 2017, smaller format between 15 and 20,000 square feet to break into new markets. That's us. Hmm. 
this will be the seventh one in Pennsylvania. They're opening up another one at the Lehigh Valley Mall uh, this year by the summer, and no time frame is scheduled for the one that's opening up near us. Ah, is it? That'll be cool. I'll go. I'll go check that out. I've never been uh, to a Dave and Buster's. I think you'll go once. You don't know me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never been to a Dave and Buster's. But our uh, music's popular. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know. Uh, Joey Business had some some family in music the other day getting oh Music Street anyway getting donuts. So I don't know. This is we're blowing up around here. I'm just glad those Krispy Kreme donuts made it to a good home in Rochester. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> And I hope there's no donut crumbs on my shirt that he'll be sending me here shortly. Ooh, that would be even better. Yes. So, where I was going with this was, uh, food, not so good. Right. Uh, Five people got five different things, and all of them were middling to poor. Well, they were probably, that was the bad night. You got the chef when he was getting fired. Yep, yep, certainly what it was. Um... And then the games, right? Like, everything's on a credit system. Right. And everything is like, the more you spend, the more credits you get, right? Okay. So, I got, I'm like, I don't give a shit. You know, like, whenever I go to a new place, I can't order, like, I order the simplest thing. Chicken tenders and fries, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can't screw that up. And it's not like they were bad. They were just fine, right? I've had way better chicken tenders at other places. And the fries were just okay. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those things where it's like, oh, one of these six meals, you do like a little bit of an upcharge and you get one of the 125 credit cards to go play the games, right? Right. So like, okay, let's see how far 125 credits get us. And I'm trying to do the math in my head. I'm like, okay, 100 is so like the normal charge is twenty dollars and that gets you 125 credits. So I'm trying to do my gazintas, right, into actual money. To figure out how this works. But the way that they do the games, no one game is like five credits. Or no one game is ten credits. No game is an easily divisible number. Some games are 4.8 credits. Some games are 6.7 credits. Some games are 10.2 credits. Like, none of the games even out. Like mm-hmm. in, in multiples of five or even multiples of one. Everything's <laughs> a something point something. <laughs> and the scam, of course, is because then you're not going to be able to spend exactly like you're never going to clean that card out. Even right. if you go down there and you play the same game on your 125 things, you're not going to wipe that card out. You're going to be you're going to have a little tiny bit left. And you're like, ah, I'm going to go recharge my card. That's well, a $3 fee to recharge a card. And then blah, 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 on top of it. You know what I mean? So, right. Oh, Dave and Buster's money. It's like real money, but fun. It wasn't that fun. The one thing I will give you is um, even though the prize thing, because like I would say 90% of the games that are there are ticket games, mm-hmm. and you're scanning your card, it's taking the credits off. And when you get tickets, it's putting the tickets on your card, right? An easy system. You're not carrying around a whole bunch of tickets. They do need to update their videos to show, like, 
young 20-something models playing Duck Hunt or whatever the hell it is <laughs> with armfuls of tickets. Uh, do they do they give you a card or is it like you're like is there an actual Dave and Buster's card? Yeah. Okay, like you you walk in and they just give you one, you got to no. ask for one? No. When I got my meal uh cuz I did the up the like okay. little upcharge thing to get the 125 uh credits on the card, they gave me a card there. If I was just coming there not to eat, I have to go to a counter and buy a card, unless I already have my own card. If I'm coming with my own card, I can go recharge the card with more credits, $3 fee. Makes sense, because that's a lot of work to electronically transfer something, Joe. Yes, I know. Mm, That's heavy Uh, lifting. But I will say this, uh, with the tickets and everything, like whatever the transfer is, like even though the little room that the prizes were in was (laughs) kind of picked over, the ticket to prize ratio is better than like a Chuck E. Cheese. Not that you're going to Chuck E. Cheese that often. I'm not allowed. Right. Unless you kidnap a child and go that way. Right. Well, we'll see. Right. So um, the ticket to prize ratio, like my kid ended up with like out of the 125 credits, playing a bunch of games, he ended up with, I think, like 11,000 tickets. Right. And he ended up with, like, a ton of stuff, like candy and, like, four little trinket toys and everything else like that. It, it, for, like, that amount of playtime, that amount of tickets at Chuck E. Cheese, you can get, like, six little, like, spider rings mm-hmm. or, like, one medium-sized lollipop. Right. You get a mustache comb and a fake mustache. Yeah. So, uh, food, I I give a 2 out of 10. The games, it was cool to see, like, all the big, crazy, newer games that they had. You know, like, they have a lot of older games, like, hey, do you want to play Mario and Sonic Go to the Olympics 2016? Oh, those really old games. Right, but what I'm saying is, so they have, like, stuff that's, like, maybe, like, four years old, but then they have, like, stuff that's newer, like, the new thing is, like, we're we're going to take your favorite game that you play on your phone or your tablet, like a Flappy Bird or an Angry Birds or a Doodle Jump or, like, this weird runner game or whatever the hell it is. Like a Candy Crush or... There was a Candy Crush one of that's course. an arcade game. Oh! You know what I mean? So it's like the games that are on your phone and your tablets are now moving to becoming the arcade games. But then they had, like... Have you ever seen the giant space invaders? Yes. Well, I've seen giant video games. Okay, but is like, that what it is? Like, yeah. So like you, it's like two people sit down, mm-hmm. and there's like a giant. Like I'll, like I'm not exaggerating. Um, the it's like an 80 inch screen in front of you, and you're shooting <laughs> your gun at the space invaders. It's like a two player co op gimmick, right? Oh, okay. I'm talking about something different, but go ahead. <laughs> Were you ever up at the, the the local multiplex when they had, like, the big giant Pac-Man? Where it was, like, four-player Pac-Man on the big giant screen? Nope. Oh, my goodness. So that's, like, the thing is you take all these old games and you put them on big sc- – like, you update them, you make them co-op, two-player, four-player, and you put them on the big screen. They had the Pac-Man, they had the Miss Pac-Man, they had the Space Invaders, and they had the Centipede. And I wanted to play the Centipede one so bad. But, like, that was, like, the newest, hottest game. So it was, like, a line of people. Mm-hmm. Playing Centipede in 2020. The human centipede line, yes. (laughs) (sighs) 
But uh, I know because when I was at New York Comic Con, they had a like Capcom Marvel versus game. Like, remember those, which is like a Street Fighter game? Yeah. But it was now imagine like the old quarter cabinets in uh, in like an arcade when we were a kid, but it was 20 feet high and you had to like climb up steps to like be able to use the big handle and the big buttons. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I thought you were talking about. No. But that was really cool looking like to see a 30 foot video game cabinet from like the 80s. Uh huh. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then it was like, like I said, a Thanos, Capcom, uh, a Mortal Kombat game. But uh, I really wanted to play it. But like, like you, it was like a well, New York Comic Con. Like, do I want to wait? Do I want to waste three hours in line to play a video game for thirty seconds? Nah, I think I'll move along. And then they also had. And I didn't play them because I'm not hip to the new fighting games. Um, Injustice, the DC one, right. And then they had Contest of Champions featuring Captain Marvel. So just to give you an idea of when that game was, you know, put together. But I know Contest of Champions is like a mobile game, mm-hmm. but it's a mobile fighting game. I know Injustice is the DC Mortal Kombat game, essentially. Right, which is like a, the, like a Xbox or PlayStation game. Right, and they have those as two big widescreen you know, games that are playing next to each other, and then they give you these cards as rewards. It says every play gets a card. And I don't know if you've ever seen those where um if you've ever gone like to the like the wizard there's Wizard of Oz ones that are really big, but there's also like SpongeBob ones. Cards. Um, you know the gimmick where you shoot the coins and then it knocks other coins onto other coins and then it knocks those coins into like a bucket and then you get tickets from doing that. Right off a shelf, like a sliding shelf? Yes. Okay, yes. So the new gimmick that they've added to that is, randomly the game will throw cards out onto the pile. So the more you move the coins along, the more you get those cards. Now, I don't know what those cards do. Are they... I don't care. Are they DC and Marvel cards, or...? Yes. Oh, okay. But, like, the SpongeBob ones, and the the Wizard of Oz ones, or whatever, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Are they specialized to each game or are they just random? Like, like specialized to each game. Okay. So like I'm playing a DC game. I'll get a DC card. Yes. Okay. What's not like, Oh, you're playing a game. You may get a SpongeBob. You may get a Marvel. Okay. No, you play the SpongeBob game. You get the SpongeBob. Right. I wasn't sure if that, if they were, but I get, you know, but I've only seen those typically with those coin games. I've never seen those with an actual arcade game. Mm Mm-hmm. Where you play the arcade game that's just like a normal fighting game or a normal whatever arcade game, and it gives you those cards. Right. And if anybody out there listening is at a Dave and Buster and they get the dollar store Batman one, send it to me. I know a mark I could sell it to. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so oh, yeah. that was my weekend. My weekend was less ad- uh, adventurous, but I did go to my first Sweet 16 party. Mm. Um, my, one of my friends, uh, who I graduate, I mean like life, li- lifelong friend, you know, uh, graduated same class, everything hung out, you know, in, in high school and everything, his daughter turned 16 and he invited, like, basically it was all her friends and the family, but a few like close friends. Um, so we went over and I was just like, Oh, like a sweet 16 party, like, yay. And it was an open bar and that was maybe a mistake. <laughs> and then- <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I'm, I, I got home safely as I always do. I make sure, sure I get home safely. And then I decided, well, you know what? It was an open bar and it was free there. I mean, I tip, but, uh, well, you might as well carry this on while I'm at home. And, uh, I basically cracked open the bottle, the bottles that I have around here. And I, I took it into, I took it into the night. <laughs> so <laughs> that was, and then I had to wake up in the morning and go do a quick grocery shopping and go get my bagel and then went back to sleep. <laughs> Well, it sounds like you had a much uh, more concise, a much more focused. Yes, I day, yes weekend whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, well, th- through a whiskey that... bottle. I said it was magnified through a whiskey bottle. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, you know, depending on how you play things, your house is the ultimate open bar. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So. But- that's all. We did the plugs for the Patreon up front. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're listening to this on Friday, uh, there'll be a preview on this, maybe. I don't know. Um, you know, having to do two different files is a lot of work, but I'm here to do it. You know what? I, whatever work it takes to get this show working, yeah. I know you'll be able to handle it. I I actually had someone make the uh, uh, Kevin Ford, friend of the show, patron as well. Uh, we were talking about like, oh, this. He's like, oh, this day this happened. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what that is. And he's like, it was at this place. I go, oh, that was the day that this person ate shit, run to the ring on their entrance. And he goes, yeah, they edited that that out of the show. I go, that's also the day that I lost my MP3 player on the trip. And then he says, did it have? He goes, did it have a ringtone maker in it? <laughs> Well, I'm glad that's getting around a little bit. So That's right. As well it should be. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark 275. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you all here next week. And uh, my thing here, Revolutionary Comics, which we had Tipper Gore's Comics and Stories. But now, the Rock and Roll Comics, which we discussed, I think, last preview. The Rock and Roll Comics number 12 featured the new kids on the block with the history of teen rock stars, which this turned out to be a very famous issue, Joe. Okay. Um, because this was the issue. Um, I look, I re- I was like, I remember what was it about the new kids on the block? Cause I collected some of the rock and roll ones. And there's this, this company and the guy's name who was the, the basically publisher. And he wrote a lot of them. His name was Todd Lauren. And he ended up writing the first rock and roll comics. And it was guns and roses and guns and roses gave him a cease and desist order. And everybody heard about it. And this was kind of like, you know, there was some speculation in this day, too. So everybody scooped up this comic because they thought Guns N' Roses was going to have them shut down. So literally, they ran out of their 10,000-issue print run in two weeks for a little dinky independent, which put Rock and Roll Comics on the map. So then they started doing more and like like a couple issues, like two through seven. And then eight, Skid Row gave them a cease and desist order and they actually pulled that issue so they never did an issue eight with skid row but then they get to 12 with uh new kids on the block and that's when they really get into litigation like the group that that was running them uh like whoever had their 
their their their copyright was like we have the rights to all their stuff you don't get to do anything so the guy todd lauren set up literally set up a 900 number to fund his like uh his litigation it was like and it was called the nuke the new kids to raise money for his defense and in 1990 it was ten dollars a phone call billed to your to your phone bill but he ended up winning the judgment because the judge said like hey new kids on the block you have no right to like how come it there's a book out there of you know an unauthorized biography and nobody ever goes after them uh, in the bookstore, but because it's a comic, you're going after them. They have the right to do it just as a book does. And then New Kids on the Block was like, all right, all right, but we have a copyrighted uh, thing. You're doing trademark infringement on our logo. So in the end, they had to reprint the comic without the New Kids on the uh, Block logo, but they could get away with everything else. And they ended up doing another 50 issues. And at one point, the Metallica issue was so popular it had a print run of seventy five thousand copies from like a dinky little independent company sure that was fantastic they even end up had a finding because they were getting sued had to find like different outlets from just like diamond and stuff so they ended up getting into like record stores they were sold at record stores and just just took off and of of the 65 issues uh two weren't, weren't made it was yes and skid row which I find fascinating because they were pulled because of injunctions. But uh, other than that, there was a lot of issues. There was an ACDC issue and an Alice Cooper one that I had that I don't think I have anymore. Uh, but they did they did a bunch of the big the big time names, man, and they sold like hotcakes. Do you remember Revolutionary Comics with the Rock and Roll Comics at all, Joe? So I do remember the Rock and Roll Comics, of course. But I remember them being more so sold, as you mentioned, on newsstands and in record stores as opposed to the comic books. I never knew any of that shit about the litigation, you know? Yeah, it's fascinating. And I was like, and the only, the only reason, this, all this, like doing the studying for this jogged my memory. Cause I remember it was the new, cause it, that's the one that stands out to me. Like of the people that are in the, the rock and roll the, that they, that they took on. I mean, they even did people like Ice T and NWA and Ice Cube, but it was, I find it of all the ones that are like the renegades, new kids on the block attack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, interesting story though, to me anyway. Yes, sir. And that, like I said, I, I never knew any of that. That's really cool stuff. So page 48, 3D Zone has two different books. Uh, You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks. 